All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power. I am your host, Bailey Eichbrett, and joined with me is the man wearing his drunk wood hat, Mr. Andy Full. What's going on, dude? Oh, not a whole lot. It. This is nice to see you. I, know, I just want to start off there. It, dude, my schedule, like, I, I, I got to really just thank you and the team, but also, like, thank the viewers and the, our listeners that have been sticking around during it, because this is, like, our crazy season. I mean, all tournament anglers, fishermen know, like, this is, like, this is, I mean, not that, you know, fishing's not happening throughout the year, but, like, man, between travel and events and, you know, what I do full-time, like, it's got me traveling all over the place, and it's just... You're gone like the wind, man. Just I know, gone. man. Just like get me to ICAST and then we'll be on here twice a week, every week. We'll be back to our normal schedule. It's gonna uh, but dude, it's it's good to be back on here talking fishing because we got you know, we're actually we're doing this pretty early because you know today's Friday for folks tuning in, yeah. or folks might be tuning in on you know throughout the weekend, but uh, it's a Monday night right now. Andy and I are getting in our show because we have Straysner tomorrow night, Tuesday night. If you guys haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, but Wednesday, I have to fly out uh, to Lake Lanier. Down Wednesday, you flew out. Flew out. Let's get right. Here right. So, yeah, let's not, <laughs> <laughs> let's not confuse folks here. So we're recording on a Monday. Today's Friday. At this point, I'll probably be in Georgia by the time you're listening to this. Uh, I'll be on Lanier. It's going to – it's – a three-day trip, quick trip. I fly back, get home tonight. So if you're listening on a Friday, I get home tonight at midnight. I'm literally just going to pack up my truck, say hello to the fiance, if she, you know, wake her up, say hi, and then drive to Oneida for the NYKBF event. Try to top five in that because I have one more left to get my five events for Angler of the Year, and I have, I have two firsts and two fists. So if I can get another one, we'll be – It'd be hard to beat, you know, for AOI. Here's uh, the real question. If you win AOI, will they allow you to continue to fish in the NYKBF? I mean, because I the last two years, you've pretty much taken their money like every derby. Not every derby. I mean, my two fifth places this year, uh, I didn't, they don't, they only cash top three. Yeah. But and I will, I'll take a crack at Justin right now. They're, uh, there was no, there was no cash for my first place prize, the charity tournament, but it's okay. You know, I was trying to be, I was excited to, you know, try to be the, the cool guy and, you know, give the money back and give back to charity, but nope, there are no checks. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> just, I was just messing with Justin, but no, dude, I don't, I don't, they're not petty like that. New York's fun, man. Like yeah. the crew we have is kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like a, I don't want to be cliche and sound stupid here, but it's like a family, like everyone's buddies. Like you have very few bad apples that no one gets along with. Like everyone's like, dude, you see people on the water. I mean, people say hello, chat about it. People are trying to help each other catch fish. Like it's, it's fun. Good like, it's good camaraderie. Yeah. Like, you know how I am when I see people on the water, like I'm usually respectful, but like, I don't want to see people where it's like, I welcome seeing these people. Cause it's, I don't know. It's the local stuff. It's like, I'm competitive as hell. Yeah. But at the same point in time, like I'm still having fun. Like, I don't know. It's just one yeah, of, I mean, it's, it's forest. I'll tell him, you know, straight up, you know, sayonara buddy. But it's no. off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it for you. <laughs> just <'cause it's> forest. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I, I don't think they'd ever kick me off. I 
I haven't even been. It's not like I'm winning every single event. It's like if you if you put in the time. I mean, a lot of these guys don't get the time to practice. So yeah, I bet I'd be doing. I'd be wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have time to practice. I mean, well, it's a fair point, and I think that's like something you can say about all of fishing, right? Like, yeah, you can say that. You want to do something, but if you don't practice, you'll never get any better. Dude, even one hour on the water the night before a tournament makes the world a difference. Oh, it's insane. I I have acknowledged the fact that I suck without a little bit of practice. It'll take me till 10, 11 a.m. to really, I mean, unless I like, you know, I mean, some of these lakes we've gone to, I have enough experience to get a good guess of what's going on, but it's like, when you know what want to know what the deal is, like you want to go try a bunch of different things, and you're on a lake like Cayuga that's massive. I mean, it might take you a while on tournament day to figure it out, and by that time you might have missed the window. You know what I mean? Like it's it's tough. I give a lot of props to the guys that go in and don't practice and still yeah. cash every time. You know, uh, that's what you call natural born talent. And yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that. Me either, man. I have the. I need to put in a few hours to know, understand, and see what might be going on, maybe, <laughs> and then hope for the best on tournament yes. day, and then get really lucky just, each time. Just swing, throw top water all day, perfect. All day long. All day long. <laughs> oh, which is a great segue, right? Top water all day. Yeah. Swinging into the top water show here. It's yeah, we're uh, talking all top water. So we'll, we'll preface this. We'll preface this and say that this is going to be a top water show. We're going to talk all the top waters that we own, when we throw them, where we throw them, why we throw them over other stuff. But we're going to talk straight up hard body treble top water. So no buzz baits are going to be in this one. No frogs. Uh, obviously we're going to have specific shows for those, but we're just going to talk these treble baits and where we throw. Them. We might, you know, sneak in like, you know, certain situations we'll go to a frog, but we're not going to dive into the frog. If that makes sense where it's like, you know, in this situation, we'll probably throw a buzz bait. You know, we'll sort of mention we'll throw a buzz bait, maybe a little bit of why, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be a buzz bait or a frog show. We're gonna have whole separate shows on those baits, if that makes sense. Just because they're very unique in their own in their own right. But I agree. Yeah. So Andy, let's kick it off. Let's go start going through our box. And I will preface for the folks. For folks that know me, obviously I am a Berkeley guy, so not all of my baits are going to be Berkeley, but the majority of them are. And but Andy will fill in the gaps here because Andy is the tackle hoarder addict obsessed obsession slash aficionado slash overspender slash Omnia's favorite person. Stop <laughs> telling all of my secrets, okay? Like it's not a secret that you're a tackle hoarder. That is, that is very fair. I mean, like I absolutely love fishing lures, and it's it's and we sad. Will, we will also preface uh, that a lot of these baits, majority of these baits, are all on Omnia Fishing. So if you'd like to get some, click the link down below in our description. Either whether you're listening in the show notes, it'll be there for you. Or if you're on, on YouTube, it'll be down there for you. And uh, you guys, if it's your first time ordering us, ordering through us, we haven't mentioned this in a while. Uh, if it's your first time ordering through us, you can get 15% off using code SERIOUS. Just straight up, just SERIOUS. Uh, I don't think you need to have caps. Um, no caps. Don't need caps. Don't need caps. Don't need caps. Um, but if you do use caps, caps are fine. It'll still mm-hmm. work. Uh, but then if it's you've already used the first time order, you can use code SERIOUS10. That'll be 10% off, and that you can use for however many orders you want. So just something to keep in mind if you're you know listening or watching. You're like, hey, I want to get that bait. Let me go see if it's on Omnia. And then it's there to save yourself some money. 
I think I have like $300 in top waters in my cart right now <laughs> waiting for me to check out because uh, reinforcing the point <laughs> it's uh it's top water season here in New York and courtesy of my friend John King our friend John King over at Drunkwood gave me this glorious hat after two days of fishing with me which I think it's the best tip I've ever gotten um because I love hats and my wife was ready to kill me when I walked in the door with another hat but um we threw topwater on the second day because we couldn't get on Erie. Went to a little lake and threw topwater for seven hours and caught them. And it was an absolute riot. Yeah. I So you laugh. I've noticed this about you. Every time you catch a fish, you laugh. But if it's a topwater fish, oh. you will laugh like a little child. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that could be said for a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's probably like... Like as being a smallmouth guide, right? Like people are like, "Oh, you just catch smallmouth." There is nothing more exciting to me than like a five-pound largemouth just coming up and like slurping the tiniest <laughs> popper, or like absolutely exploding on a spook-style bait. Just yeah, it's like absolutely <laughs> quiet in the morning. Nothing's happening. Yeah, you're like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah, so like leading into the show, top water obviously is, you know, by majority the favorite technique for about every. I mean, obviously you have your exceptions. Some people like other stuff more, but everyone enjoys top water fishing. Now, it might not be the greatest for tournament days because there is again that liability that you might lose fish. But same point in time, it's one tournaments and it's one tournaments by landslides. It gets big bites. Uh, can get you a lot of bites. It can be very dominant patterns. Um, so there's a lot of different top waters here that we're going to go through and Andy, let's just start kicking it off by our favorites here. Uh, what start you kick us off here. What's your favorite? What's your go-to? Ooh, it used to be a popper. And then, uh, recently, probably in the last two years, I've more switched to a walking style bait that kind of chugs a little at the same time. And they're kind of hard to find like. If you're a tackle junkie or you've been bass fishing for 10, 15, 20 years, you know all about the Reaction Innovation Vixen, which is one of like the best walking topwater baits besides the Spook all time. If you go to eBay and you type in Reaction Innovation Vixen and you can find one that's original version, they sell for like $300 to $400 Ooh, a piece. Because and, and the reason why is the type of plastic or the thinness of the plastic they make the bait out of with a one knocker. So they cast super well and they're super loud and they just have a ton of drawing power. And that's why I've gravitated more towards a walking style bait. And the one company that kind of has the same mold, I don't know the entire story on it, but it's Tekel. Basically, this is the same bait as the original Vixen. This is a kick knocker. And this has slowly become my favorite walking bait. I know a lot of people say they leak and crack. This is like the first one off the shelves that came out like four or five years ago when I bought them. And this one still is running tried and true. And it has been chewed when I have a chance to throw top water because I don't get the <laughs> largemouth lakes all that often because Bailey razzes on me for loving smallmouth. But uh, for loving largemouth, but fishing smallmouth all the time. So. But this is usually what I'm throwing first, especially if it's calm, but not so calm, like that little wind nice ripple little on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just dynamite. 
Yeah, I, I used to like you know years and years ago. I say years and years. I'm 24. Uh, back in high school, like I would look at slick calm, and obviously a spook will work, and a walking bait will work in slick calm conditions. But now I get excited when I see that small little ripple, and I get ex- excited to throw a walking bait. Yeah, where it's like I see that slick calm, I don't really pick up a, and I don't pick up a, a walking bait anymore. If it's shade lines, it's you know it's different. But like, man, I'm picking up something completely different. We'll get into that, but. In the spirit of keeping up with walking style baits, my favorite is also walking style, but we're going to go a little bit bigger. And Lee Livesey put it on the map last year, which I think it was already on the map. I don't know why people made such a big deal about it because I thought people already threw it, but it's the saltwater super spook. It's just that bigger version. I don't have hooks on it right now because I'm swapping them out. Actually, yeah, you need to swap them out. These, yeah, these are stacked on mine, but I have the same color. I have the stocks here, and this is a lot of some people's favorite color. Uh, that translucent blue head, yellow back. Not that the yellow back really matters, but these are all the stock hooks. I'm just in the midst of swapping them over. So there's like a couple different colors I throw. And I, I don't think it really matters much, but this is one of more of a flashier bone belly. But the super spook, dude, it walks so good. It's tried and true. Like it's everyone's you know basic go-to. Um, but there's one really here that I kind of like. I've just been playing around with the color, but it's translucent on the side. And it's Chartreuse Belly. Love it. Kind of a cool little clear water one. Um, but, dude, like, that bait just straight up gets big bites. Like, you're not going to oh. you, – you'll have numbers days, but, like, there's days where you'll only get, you know, four-plus pounders on that bait. Now, do you like the super spook with, like, all the rattles in it, or do you like the one knock super spook? Or do you throw both? <coughs> like, I think it's – yeah, it's the one knock. So here. Yeah, it's a one knock. So I honestly haven't dove in that deep into when I like no rattles, when I like rattles, that type of deal. I I haven't found a chance or an opportunity where it's really clicked for me that it's made that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really can't give an honest answer to that. Um, I kind of just pick one up and throw it. And if I get bit, I get bit. If not, I change it up and that sort of thing. I don't really, I probably should take more time to evaluate the knockers, but. Um, I mean, that time, anytime I see I'm around grass, especially grass lines, or the grass is low enough under the surface where I can throw that and not get hung up. Um, I love, there's certain situations, you know, obviously we talked about that little ripple in the water, but there's a certain time of year in New York where the grass starts to grow and you get the patches before you really get like that thick grass where I like to target, you know, throwing like flush with uh, grass clumps. That is my absolute favorite because you watch them come out of the clump for it. And I don't care if it's 90 degrees, slick, calm, sun is overhead, not a cloud in the sky. They will cannonball that freaking top water. Oh, Especially yeah. if they're coming right off the bed and they're hungry. Dude, that is some of the best top water action you will have in your life. Yeah, and I'll double down on that too as the grass really grows up before New York State decides to carpet bomb all of our lakes. Um you get like boat blow throughs where the boats, the pleasure boaters will drive through it from their docks. Mm-hmm. I've actually taken that walking bait and thrown it like almost not like long cast, but like a 50, 60 foot pitch in those boat lanes and sit there and walk it through the little like two by two foot boat lane. I can't tell you how many insane blow ups I've had doing that. Oh, heck yeah. Insane. Yeah, we'll get into the more nitty gritties on that too, as I'm sure when we pick up uh, you know poppers and stuff here. Um, but a couple other walking baits 
I have a few of them here, but one that was kind of close to your tackle one that people like in terms of just body shape uh, is a lucky craft. Sammy. That's one I like a lot too. Um, I probably Very picked erratic. Part. Yeah. It, it's definitely not as consistent as say a super spook, but I, I like it in terms of when I'm trying to match a smaller bait fish, but there's one that I've been liking that I told you again, I have to tell people I like, I'm, I have a lot of Berkeley, but like one that you know, they're kind of similar and it's a Berkeley drift Walker. It's the same body style and you know, maybe not as tall, but it walks way more consistent than that Sammy and has more of that, uh, that tackle style head to it. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, Let me actually give people a good look here. It's definitely a, a day to be <coughs> watching the show on YouTube. Yeah, and you know what I like there, too, is on the nose, it has that orange. So it almost gives the fish something really to key in on that different color pattern. And I think, like, as we dive more into it, the more beat up your baits get, I think they get a bit better because it gives the fish something to key on when they're looking at it. They're like, oh, I know my target point now where to aim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why I like those chartreuse bellies. Because it gets them a little bit something easier to key on. And I've heard of people having the same mantra. And Benjamin Nowak has told us this on the show before, where like jerk baits, he'll put chartreuse or red in front of the front treble. And I've heard of people doing that top water, but I can't say I've really given it that big of an effort to see. I haven't had a chance yet where usually if they're missing a top water bunch, I either downsize, you know, or speed up my cadence or slow down. Usually if you slow down cadence, you'll get them if they're going to be blowing up on that color already, but usually just change color. Mm-hmm. And that usually does it, but I haven't gotten that instance. And then I have another walking bait quick here. And I have yet to decide. I, I'll be transparent with everybody that I'm leaning more towards the shower blows here, but it's your pencil poppers. And I have Berkeley's, um, oh gosh, cane walker. Then you have the shower blows. Shower blows I'm still leaning towards is my my favorite and from the style a bit just because that head design is completely different and it spits a lot more water because the walls and that basically what do you call it indentation there on the front whereas it's just the Berkeley popper has, face. Yeah, Berkeley's got the popper face, but this one's has like more of a triangular wall. Let me try that. If people who own shower blows, they know what I'm talking about. So you can see it's kind of more triangular than it is where Berkeley has the cane walker. It's just circle. Yeah, it's just it's like a popper, basically, an elongated popper. And they have different sizes and such. But the dude, it's it's one where it's like if you want to throw a walking bait, but you want it to be, you can walk it faster, and it spits a hell of a lot more water. It's one where if you want it to be more obnoxious. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. found a, a way, I haven't found a bite up north, like where a pencil popper will shine more than a spook. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough for me. Like, I actually prefer a pencil popper when it's actually slick calm, hmm. because it's not as like or the pencil popper when you pop it, it walks. It's way more tight as to where. Well, I shouldn't say more tight. It's more it's more of like a finesse style walking bait, but still chugs at the same time. And like my favorite one is a uh, Lucky Craft Gunfish 115. 
just because you can literally on slack line you can almost get that bait to do a 180 in place as to where spook is gonna knock and pull knock and pull mm-hmm. so that's where the pencil popper shines because you can really keep it extremely tight but it's still very erratic almost in place yes so like a, like a popper yeah yeah so like if i see them like chasing bait fish and it's slick common i can see the bait fish popping but they won't commit to just a standard popper that's when i'll go to like a pencil popper style bait do you have some other walking baits that you kind of like to oh it's look I do have a cool one. Um, this is a repaint one. I caught a couple bass on it, and I don't remember the name of it. I don't think I've ever showed you this, Bailey, but it's a repaint, and it's a knockoff. But it is a pencil popper, but it's an OSP. Ooh. Ooh. It's ugly. It's hideous. It has two split two, rings. Two different line ties. So, like, um, the one kind of keeps it, like, nose down and walks more like a spook, and the other one makes it like pop and jump out of the water. And then this little lip here Mm -hmm. helps like keep in track. It walks incredibly well. Um, It casts like a bullet. I want to buy the actual OSP version to see how it works, but it's a really neat concept. I have caught a couple fish on this. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And that brings us to a different, an interesting point. So with walking baits, I mean, what colors are you throwing? Do you have like a set, like with frogs, right? You know, we, I'm not going to dive too much into it, but we have you know, white, bluegill, black. Yeah. You know, do you have a set colors that you throw for walking baits or even topwaters in general? So there's three color lines I follow. Um, so like with my Sammies that I own, they're gold. Gold with a yellow belly. So like virtually what I want is I'll hold up three different colors here and you will kind of get an idea of where I go with baits. These are pretty much, I don't know if you can see them, now I have hooks in my hands. These are pretty much the only colors you need. Bluegill, chartreuse, shad, and a bone. Yeah, like a, in my a opinion. chartreuse, like a sexy shad slash like something translucent. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like, like a bone-colored bone belly. Yeah. yeah. Like bony just everywhere. You really only need bone, to be honest. And I if I lived fish. down south, I'd probably have like a bright chrome. Oh, yeah, like one like this right here. This is the Brick of Cane Walker 110. That's more of like your spotted bass color right there. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you one thing, Bailey. Um, one of my favorite super spook colors is the silver and black one, the Saltwater series. I don't know if you have it. But um, there are days when it is cloudy and slick calm that that is the only spook I used to be able to give them the bite was that huh. silver and black, super flashy, loud. And for whatever reason, like it would never be a large mouth that would eat it. It'd always be like a five pound small mouth on an inland lake, just exploding on it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we're going back like eight to ten years ago when I first learned how to fish, and that was the only top water bait I ever threw was a super spook. Dude, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, these it was super spook is like probably your most popular. I would say. Hmm. Uh, it's really hard to go wrong. I mean, I don't know of a company that really makes a bad top water in terms of walking bait. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's easily replicated at this point. Yeah. I mean, with science and technology and CAD systems, like if that bait walks and it's any bit of good sound frequency, it's going to get bit. 
It just has to float. Yeah, as long as it floats, that's your biggest yeah. thing. You know what I mean? At this rate, some fish won't even care if it walks right. Yeah, probably like, not. Honestly, like they've seen so many good good walking baits. Maybe one that doesn't walk right will be better. Yeah. So, in stride with that, one that kind of walks instead of walks, it wakes. <laughs> like my little transition there. Uh, just a small little wake bait, and this I believe it's called a, yeah, it's a six cents speed wake. It's only four inches long. Obviously, there's a lot bigger wake baits you can go to, but like. When they, especially up north, when they're chasing alewives, I mean that's your perfect little you know size for alewives in terms of the body shape and everything. Yeah. Um, hey, Andy, really fast, I actually have to really take this phone call. Do you want to talk to folks real quick? Sure. Oh, so, <laughs> do you have any wake baits that you can go down? I, I, I do not have any wake baits, but I can uh, tell you about a couple that I've thrown. Um, so I believe yeah, all tight. Go ahead. Yeah. I believe Strike King makes a wake bait that used to be like a king sexy shad that uh, was a really good wake bait that I used to catch a lot of fish on. But um, the only wake bait that I truly have ever had any luck on in the state of New York is an I'm a Rumba. Um, I think the one, the best color here, I want to look it up just to make sure I'm telling you the right color. But uh, I want to say it was Fred's Perch which was an absolutely incredible color. It's like, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Fred's Perch. So it's like a translucent yellow gold with like a purple pearlescent to it. It was an absolutely incredible wake bait for me. And then I had like a 45-inch Tiger Muskie or something rip it off and just never bought one again. So, yeah. So, like, with these wake baits, though, I mean, I can't speak for these guys that are throwing, you know, 8-inch, 10-inch, you know, your big swim bait guys that are throwing the giant wake baits. But crazy. I haven't really found an instance where I'll throw this over a popper or a walking bait or, you know, a chopo-style bait. Like, but I have experimented with it around <clears throat> structure and cover, especially grass. I still need to dive more into it, but it's – it's either one where you can burn it and the body's just going to you know, hug down like an inch below the surface, or you can slowly, you know, uh, wake it, I should say, where it's on the surface with its back out of the water. You can do bursts of it where it goes and it stops and then, it, you know, the head turns, uh, which is where I've actually got my most bites where you burn it really quick and it stops. And what it does is that head will turn around and that's when it gets bit kind of almost like your glide bait type of deal. Um, but wake baits are interesting because I feel like they can produce big bites because that's probably not something they see a lot. But at the same point in time, it's one that I'm not proficient with yet. Yeah, I am. Uh, I have zero proficiency in it. But I do want to throw an honorable mention in here that we're going old school bass fishing, like mid '90s. Man's baby one minus was. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Quite possibly like the greatest wake bait style crankbait ever built and uh i want to say around 2007 or 2006 they changed the plastic in it and it wasn't what it used to be hmm. uh, my but my buddy scott firkins sean's father probably has a box of like 35 or 40 of like the original ones and every tournament you have that wake bait on you catch three or four big ones on it every single tournament that's pretty cool yeah we'll have to uh see if you can send us a picture of it yeah. Or yeah. I'll buy one off of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, Andy, what's next for you? Oh man, like really, like the biggest thing that is next for me is a popper. I mean, like popper fishing, I absolutely love. You can get big poppers, you can get small poppers, and you just almost can't beat it. So, yeah, so popper. Start, start diving into them. So, like, there's so many different types of poppers, right? Like, um, what do I have here? I got three different ones. So, like, this is a Rio Rico. It's a big one. It's a chugging style popper. So, you can kind of really pull it hard and it spits really far. So, you like work at one, two, three, pause, two, pause, one, pause. And you can change your cadence and spit a lot of water and cover a lot of ground. Or if you really want to get like down and dirty with it and you can go just to the standard Rico size, which is probably my favorite size topwater. Throw it on like 10 pound mono with a bait caster or spinning rod. A lot of people do it. I can't throw a popper on a spinning rod to save my life. So yeah, was that like a bullet pop? Yeah, the Berkeley bullet pop. And then uh, low key, probably my favorite popper of all time, which I just got hooks to put back on it, is the Lucky Craft G Splash. And you're probably wondering why the black and gold. We have a lot of rock bass in our lakes. And when the smallmouth become post-spawn, I believe the rock bass are spawning at that time. And they're fry guarding a lot. And rock bass are up shallow chasing fry around. Like just after spawn. They might spawn about the same time. But I always find like in June, this is the color you want to go to if you have smallmouth on inland lakes around us yeah i can't say i own that much gold man probably could mimic a perch pretty good too perch rock bass like i did it just to mimic rock bass and i figured out like the first tournament i ever fished i figured it out pretty quick that um post spawn smallies could not stand a gold foiled um was it old storm chug bug and I think I had like five bites on it in my first 10 casts. Never used a popper a day in my life at that point. And hmm. the uh, guy I was fishing with was like, yeah, we're throwing poppers for the first two hours of the morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go buy one and throw it. And literally the first smallie I caught spit up like a baby rock bass. And I was like, ah, that's why he ate the gold. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, poppers are fun too, especially when you like for me, I can't look at an expansive flat and think, oh, I'm going to go throw a popper. I mean, if I have like some topped out grass that I could throw it around, sure. But like, I'm still going to throw a spook. I feel like yep. if it's like calm, maybe I'll throw a popper, you know, play around with it. But like when I'm throwing a popper, I'm throwing around like docks, wood, like shallow structure. There's not too, it's not too often that I'll throw a popper out in the expansive flat and the, you know, all the randomness, right? I mean, I mean we're going to co- cover water with a, walking style or a plopper trapo style bait. Um, but dude, popper's fun, especially cause like, and the biggest thing it's something I'm still working on is cadence. Like, mm-hmm. do you work it slow? Do you work it fast? And it's kind of one, I think, and feel free to disagree with me here. It's like, you kind of just let the fish tell you. Oh, I, I agree 100% because like every fish, I feel like that you can't really pattern the speed of a popper, in my opinion, because every fish will eat it a different way. Unless you're like specifically targeting hard cover with it. Like if you're fishing docks alongside docks with a popper and it's the far left corner 
the comms side of the dock on the where the like where the way the wind's blowing, you have the current seam and they want it like popped and sat for like 10 seconds and then pop pop and then they eat it. Chances are that's gonna be the pattern on it. But if it's just covering like random open water and you're just kind of casting it around, I almost feel like the faster you work it, sometimes the better. But at that point, you might as well go to a spook. Right. Yeah, I mean, preferably, I like working it slow. I like yeah. getting that around timber and giving one big bloop. Bloop. Toosh. That's because yeah. you, you can hang it in their face. Like you you can make that thing splash a good amount and keep it, you know, relatively in the same spot. Mm-hmm. That's honestly, that's my favorite way to throw it because that just pisses them the hell off, especially, especially fright guarders or spawners that you can't oh, yeah. see. They hate it. Yeah, absolutely hate it. What is all that racket? It's like a frog. I mean, it's a yeah. frog. I mean, you, you could do the same thing with the popping frog, or even just a normal, like a regular frog. You can walk yeah. it in place, basically. Um, but yeah, poppers are fun as heck, and typically your hookup ratio and poppers are way better than your walking baits. Oh yeah, how many times does the walking bait have they gotten like the very last hook because they come up and hit it as you're moving it as fast as possible? That's yeah. where a popper I find they always get the front hook almost always in the back hook will be like in the side of the face it's almost t-bone because they come mm-hmm. up from the face and come down yeah so and dude a bait that is not popular in the north but one that i love to use and i don't really talk about it much not that i've ever like done good in a tournament on it because the opportunity just has not presented itself yet are you going but cover have... pop no good because i, don't I like do love a cover pop i'm not a fan i don't use a cover pop to splash or to like spit i use a cover pop to walk in place yeah because a cover pop does walk really well i am going we're going i'm going away from the popper right now and i'm going to a bait that's popular more in florida are you gonna whop oh spin rocket berkeley spin rocket otherwise known as the famous bait called the devil's horse it's a prop style bait where you have the prop on the front right here you got a prop on the back and it's one where you can fish that around cover i mean it's designed to fish around cover mainly for spawners but i've used it in situations that's not spawn in new york but dude they demolish it and it's such a fun bite because you don't work this thing fast i mean you can reel it straight but you might as well just reel a plopper style bait um but it's one where it's like you cast around cover, especially when you don't, you can't see spawners. When fish are tight to cover, and you go, you do one little pull, it goes. <laughs> but like you don't, you don't work it that fast. You you let it, you cast it. Justin Lucas is amazing with this bait. If you go to Justin Lucas's YouTube channel, he's got a few banger Florida videos that are pretty sick. And what you do is you cast around grass or pads, and you just do, and you let it sit there. A lot of times he'll cast it and let it just sit before even moving it, he'll get bit on it. But it's just like, and you let it sit. Like, almost count to 10. <laughs> and you go, and you go like, they smash it. Um, but no, it's a cool little, it's a cool little bait that, it, uh, I think they're, they're discontinuing it now from Berkeley, which is unfortunate because theirs is really good. Um, but it's, it's a really fun bite. It's like, one thing I think we neglected to do, Andy, is talk about the setups we're using for each of these baits uh, and we'll backtrack here. But um, for this one, it's like seven foot medium, you know, 30 to 40 pound braid. And then like 17 pound mono leader. You need the mono leader. Yeah. Otherwise 
your treble hooks are going to get caught in your braid. But dude, now, my question is how so long of a mono leader do you use? Like six inches, four inches, foot. two inches, a foot? Foot, yeah. Something that's not going to go up to your guide. Mm. Like you maybe go like three or four eyes down from, you know, if that makes any sense, your bait from the tip of your rod. Okay. Yeah, I just us a foot. That way it's like you don't have to worry about reeling it into reeling that leader in while you're casting it. But Got it's it. enough to keep that bait in the line headed forward and not getting wrapped in the braid. Um, but really fast. Let's backtrack here before we continue. I got one more topwater left. Um, big topwater spook. I like a seven three, seven four medium with forty pound braid. Andy. Um, the rod I recently picked up that I really, really like is, uh, the seven foot top hammer by alpha. I throw with 30 pound braid to a seven, 17 pound mono leader on all of my walking baits. I started doing that this, uh, this past weekend. I've never done it before. I used to go straight mono because that's how I was taught how to throw top water. And I was like, I just want to try an experiment. And I went with like a five inch mono buffer from braid to the walking bait and that was like the sweet zone i started longer and i didn't like the way when i walked the bait how the bait reacted so i just kept going shorter and shorter so i got like the action it was like four inches and that bait would cut so hard and never get caught on the mono it was incredible hmm. yeah i used to be straight mono and i've gone the opposite way where i've gone yeah. straight braid yeah see like with braid i kept getting the braid would get caught up in the treble hooks and was like starting to dive in, dig into the split rings and stuff. So that hmm. six inch mono leader really like helped honed in the action of the bait and it wouldn't get tangled up. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. With a, with a smaller spook like this Berkeley drift Walker or the Sammy, I like a seven foot medium, same deal, like 30 pound braid. Yeah. Um, it's just harder to, I mean, not that you can't throw it on that longer rod, but it's just that longer rod's more designed for a bigger bait in my eyes. And same thing for like a shower blows. Same thing I'm throwing that bigger spook on. Um, and then a popper, uh, same thing I throw for those smaller walking styles, seven foot medium with braid. But yeah, I probably should do mono for the popper too. Yeah, see, I, I am straight mono on a popper, like 14 pound test or 15 pound mono. And I, I even like an even shorter rod when I throw a popper, like a 610. Why or is that? A, um, because I'm usually fishing very tight, and I find with like that shorter rod, I can be more accurate with it. Because hmm. when I'm popper fishing, it's usually 50, 60, maybe 70-foot cast as to where the walking bait, a longer rod, is better because you're throwing it and covering vast area. Gotcha. I just feel okay. like I'm more accurate with a shorter rod. I think wake bait too. And I kind of want to experiment with this, but I think I bet you a chatterbait route would be best for it. Yeah, I would agree. Like a seven four medium heavy composite style rod. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play around with that. I'm gonna have to make a video on wake baits. Maybe even straight braid. Hmm. Speaking of which, there's a new video on both the Be the Fish channel. I have my recent tournament up. Post that on Monday. You guys can check out. And then also. Andy's got some review stuff. So if you got some new baits you want to check out, Andy's posting a bunch of reviews up on uh, Full of Fishing. Yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, every Monday. I decided to put a little poll up and 
think it was like 70% of people said Mondays. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and giving me that recommendation. Because so far, I mean, my channel isn't as big as Bailey's, which is fine. But uh, it's I'm not even back. a 500. Like, I'm not even big. Can't say yeah, that. 174 here, bud. We just started them. We literally yeah, started no, them it a month time. ago. It takes time. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, but check them out, guys. The links are in the description. Um, all right. I think that brings us to our last bait. And honestly, it's becoming more and more of my, like, it's just a fun bait to throw because one is the easiest uh, because you literally don't have to do anything but reel. I mean, you can play with the cadence if you want, but Berkeley Chapo, Whopper Plopper, whatever style you like, that is, dude, it's so much fun because it's just. Yeah, I need to get some more. Big, big bites. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I've gotten on a few small mouth bites with a like a Chapo Whopper Plopper style bait, and my God, the bites of small mouth. When a small mouth eats a Whopper Plopper El Chapo style, you can hear it from a mile and a half away. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I gotta say, I mean, I'm I'm very curious to see where they'll have their place with each other. But I'm more of a Chapo fan because I think it's more consistent and it's louder. I don't. Know, I'm just I. Whopper ploppers, I've broken a bunch. Yeah. I've broken that tail, but I just, I just, uh, man, when I'm fishing tight to cover, you want things to work as soon as it hits the water. And the chopper works like that. Yeah. Whereas plopper sometimes takes a little bit. I'll just mm-hmm. snap it a couple times to get it to work. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, good gosh. I've been up since 3 30 this morning as you're oh, listening to this recording. Yeah. yeah. No worries at all here, my friend. I totally yeah. understand the grind, and many understand as well. No yeah. one's gonna fault you for <laughs> that. For came yawning. out of there nowhere. There might be one bad cookie out there that says, "I don't like listening to this show because Andy likes to yawn." Well, you know what? It's nine p.m. Give the man a break. He's a father. <laughs> he said Father's Day, loser. Like, <laughs> give this man a rest. It, it is what it is, right? Like, it, on the water all day. Drank a little too much yesterday. Now that you report hearing this, like there's no such thing as drinking too much when you're a father on Father's Day. (laughs) That is fair. I was grilling some cheeseburgers and I'm just like, I'm like, oh boy, like eight o'clock here. I was like, I need to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Well deserved, my friend. Yeah, it's long overdue. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's talk a bit more. I mean. With uh, a Chapo Whopper Plopper style bait, I mean, for me, I'm throwing the same setup. I mean, I, I, I my topwater stuff is very simple. There's two different setups. I'm throwing that bigger setup unless I'm suit like around tight cover in terms of what I'm like, say, in the kayak and I am like in a tight little creek. Yeah. I'm throwing the seven foot just because, you know, having a seven four longer rod, your tendency to get snagged up in trees is a little bit easier. Granted, that's only a three, four foot difference, but it does make a difference. So um, if I have room, I'm going the seven, four, but if I'm in tight cover, going seven foot and it's one where I'm throwing it around cover around docks and do expansive flat. I'm throwing it with schoolers. I'm throwing it everywhere. Yeah. It's one that is like, if I'm going to go figure out if fish are going to bite top water and I'm in practice nine times out of 10, I'm starting with a Chapo just because you can cover water so much better with it not that you can't with a walking style but at the end of the day like your wrist isn't falling off yeah just your arm that's lazy holding the rod yeah, yeah. 
because it's a laziness thing to be, mm, yeah, to be yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fish will tell you if it's there, like, yeah. it'll probably miss it. You know, if they miss it, then you can get an idea of hey, maybe I should slow down and walk it instead. Yeah, so. yeah. What about you, Andy? Uh, me, usually when I'm throwing it, it's going to be near cover or on a big, like, flat with some cover, and I'm making extremely long cast so like any like any choppo bait that i'm gonna throw i'm a little weird with it like i've tried it with braid i didn't like it with braid so one day i was like i'm gonna try it with 17 or 20 pound flora i don't remember which one i did but i really liked it with flora with a seven six medium heavy rod not like hmm. a cranking rod but like a softer flipping stick that's like, oh, this is way too soft to flip grass with, but you might be able to get away throwing like a 6XD on it if you really had to in a pinch. That is like the perfect whopper plopper rod, chopo rod for me. Something that has more parabolic bend in it because of the treble hooks. And if you're throwing it on a stouter floral or 30-pound braid, you need something that's soft enough to absorb the hook penetration so you don't just rip it out of the mouth. Right. You can get, you can get, I mean, top water in terms of setups are pretty basic. And I think the biggest conversation is braid versus mono. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think wake baits too. You could, you could get away with floral. Yeah. Oh, I agree. The on surface, but there's a lot, there's endless options. And again, there's, these are not all top waters. I mean, they're sure there's, more that we're missing right now, but uh, we'll do frog shows and buzzbait shows coming up. But top water's fun. Get out there, keep your setup basic, and like, man, it is so much fun. Especially because there are a lot of people that throw top water and they're very careful with top water. I'd say don't be afraid to put this stuff in the in the shit. Like when I mean the shit, like get it up on the bank in that wood. Yeah, and the bites you will get are so much fun. Banging off a dock post as you're walking by. like Oh, yeah. Sometimes that triggers them. Yeah. That's how was, with John, that's how I was getting them to bite, like, really close to dock pilings. And they didn't want it to hit it, but they wanted it to, like, walk around it, like, perfectly. So if you can get that spook style bait to kind of come underneath the dock and back out without hitting it, as soon as it came out, they would explode on it. And one thing is important too that we mentioned earlier, but need to reinforce is there's a few brands and a few baits here that come with great stock hooks that you can naturally just fish them like a oh, yeah. package. But there are some companies like you know heading with the Super Spook. You need to change the hooks. Not saying you won't catch them on the stock hooks. You will, but you're only gonna catch them the first time. Like like your first night, first day using them because. You know, and you're probably going to lose fish on them anyways. They're so bad. <laughs> they're very bad. Switch them over to like owner STXs. Those round bends are absolutely beautiful. Um, I mean, even Berkeley's, I'll say, like the Fusion 19s are great stock hooks. They're great for the first day, but then they dull out quick. So you're going to have to swap them over. Um, but big owner fans here. I've heard good things of the Gammy G Finesse. Yeah, I've heard those are good as well. I haven't yeah. tried them like. I like any type of hook really that has like that nano coat on it because it's easy because it's so it's so slippery. It's not straight. It's steel, but it's got like that nano coating on it. So that hook that penetrates so well because it's so slick. The only thing I've found I don't like about a nano coated hook is that sometimes it slides out really easily as well. So they might be able to toss it a little easier. Hmm. 
Oh, you mean oh, the fish's mouth? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the split ring. I'm like, how the hell? No, 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 no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like if a fish comes up and jumps, or oh my gosh, hard to me. Or if like go to sleep, Andy. <laughs> I need to. If you give the fish just a little bit too much slack, which we all know not to do, it'll just fall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last thing that people do not do, or if they do, they don't talk about it, is people don't throw black top waters. Dude, I love a black top water, especially when at it, night, low light, shade lines. I like little black poppers. For whatever reason, a little black popper can just crush fish. You and your Ricos, my friend. I feel like every time I fish with you and it's in the summer, you have one rigged up. You have to because you just never know. Like I will throw it just on and off all day long. Just like, oh, you know what? This stock's got a lot of shade with the tree by it. This looks like a popper spot, and you usually get bit. It's fair enough. So, Let's yeah, talk. like, I think I'm going to spend a lot of time this summer, like, just going all day on lakes and just throwing top water all day to see what kind of, like, draws I can get. You can do it. I mean, you can, you're can. you not going to get as many bites. I mean, you're obviously going to have your windows, but you yeah. can get bit all day long, especially if you're running shade lines, docks. Yeah. And you can really get that cast placement down. I mean, this time of year is the time to do it when we have fish coming off the bed every left and right. Yeah. Like, I want to go fish a tournament and just take one rod and, <laughs> like, live and die by a topwater. It just sounds mm-hmm. like so much fun right now. <laughs> sounds like fun or sounds like hell. Yeah. Just, my arm hurts from this spook, and I haven't gotten a bite in six hours. Coosh up. That's why I throw it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> quickly reminded. Yeah, and then four hours later, I got one fish in the box. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Well, so folks, we uh, obviously it's a fun topwater show. We all love throwing topwater. If you like to fish, you like to throw topwater. We're gonna get some people on though to dive deeper into the stuff, like pros, people that are way better than Andy and I. Um, but we are gonna do buzzbait shows, frog shows coming up here soon. And we're gonna get some people on to talk about those. But uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you had some fun. Um, obviously, if you guys wanted any of these baits, again, reinforce that it's going to be on Omnia Fishing. There's a bunch of these baits that we talked about that are you can get on Omnia and get them discounted. Click the link in the below to do that. But uh, Andy, anything coming up for you that people should know about before we leave? Um, got a couple guide trips here coming up uh, this weekend. I got a little bit of a break. I posted today on my social media all the openings I have through September, and there's quite a few. So let's get them filled. Right now I am running a Father's Day week promotion, which is a pretty cool deal. If you pay for two days in full, the redeemable for up to five years from date of purchase, you get $50 off. So for up to two people, full day is $450. So if you pay for two days in full, then you get fifty dollars off, so it'd be a total of eight fifty. Sounds like a deal. Yeah, you can buy more than that. Like if you buy three or four days or five days, like it's an even bigger deal. So like, yeah, let's get out on the water and have some fun. Heard Andy's taking you to dinner and buying you beer and wings every time too. Nah, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that the tip is sweet enough, but and. Full disclosure, I'd never expect a tip on a guide trip. It's just uh, if you want to give it, give it. My price 
basically kind of includes gratuity as well. So, and yeah, if you want a guide trip where you're actually catching them, catching them good, catching them in fun ways, no drama, no BS. Andy's your guy. Yeah, there might be drama and BS, but that's just me making fun of you because you lost the fish. Because we don't like that. <laughs> so but, BS, but you yeah. are not about the drama. Andy's about oh. straight business, getting to fishing, not worried about what other people are doing, and just having fun. I'll tell you and what, I'm. I'm usually the first person in the water. We start early, and I like to be usually the last one off the water. So, like, you are getting your money's worth with me. Mm-hmm. If if you want a full-day guide trip, most guide trips are six to seven hours full day. I am going eight, sometimes nine, sometimes ten if the bite is good because and I'm very – I want to catch them too because <laughs> once you get them going, like, it is fun. And full disclosure, I do fish on a lot of my guide trips. But I'm doing like random things like today. I threw a snap jig, which was fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just goofing off. Like, I don't care if I catch a fish, but if I catch one, I'm like, oh, like I'll Light throw ball. that, throw that in my back pocket. Let's throw 30 more times and see if it can do it again. Oh, now we got two. It'll work. <laughs> like, that's my rule. If I get yeah. two bites on something within 30 casts on Lake Erie, it is something to keep in your back pocket because they will eat it. Heck so, yeah. yeah and we need to do a we, snap jig show. Yeah, that would be. We talked about it with Gary, but we need to have like a whole on show, which if you guys have not seen that show, our show with Gary Klein, that was a damn good one. It was. It was a very, very good one. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, folks, we appreciate you guys. We uh, do have a show next Tuesday. I'm going to try to be on. I will actually be up on Lake Champlain. Um, so I'm going to try to tune in from the hotel, but, uh, chances are it might be Andy and Deacon or Andy riding solo. Um, but we'll obviously we'll keep you guys you know up to date. One thing to look forward to is episode 300 is coming up. So if you guys want to get on the show for 300 for like five minutes or something like that and come chat, come talk, you know, bring up a topic in fishing, whatever it is, we want you guys to uh, join us in the show. So reach out, uh, we'll get you on here, but then also, in better news, you can get some pretty dang cool stuff and make sure you're following us on either Facebook or Instagram is uh, we're going to have a pretty big freaking giveaway. All of our sponsors, our show partners are getting oh in gosh. on this. When is that? It's like five episodes or four episodes, isn't it? I may have just. This is that, episode but... 295. No. Yeah. Six. It's 26. Oh, gosh. This is episode 26. Because are you going to be home for episode 300? Uh, that's a great question. Hopefully, that's not iCast because then we'll, we'll postpone it. We got to be, we all have to be on it. We don't have to postpone yeah. it. Um, but regardless, stay tuned to the social media because that's where that giveaway is going to go down. I mean, we're going to have uh, Hobie Iowa, Hank Cherry's, uh, Hank Cherry Shades editions that, that was going to be given, given away. Do it mold swag pack, blackfish gear. You're going to have a $200 blackfish gear gift card, Omnia Fishing uh, swag pack, uh, X2 Power is going to give away a lithium battery. So it's going to be pretty sick. And we're going to try to throw in some serious angler swag there for you guys too, which guys, we are, if you guys want to get apparel, serious angler apparel, DM us, email us, let us know on social, whatever it is. Uh, We're trying to figure out a way to get good apparel, not just like this crappy Chinese knockoff stuff that is like little garbage that's done in a week. So we're trying to get some good apparel, but we're not trying to like break our bank at the same point in time. So we're trying to figure it out. If you're interested in it, uh, we're going to get that figured out hopefully by the summer and in time for fall season, which is our favorite season in Serious Angler. So we get some some hoodies out. We wanted to do a brownfin tuna edition hoodie for a limited time, like a limited edition for you guys. 
I know Andy's all about that because that's like his saying. He gets I all the credit for brown, brown. tuna. Speaking of brown fin tunas, now that you guys are listening to this on Friday, since it is Monday, I put a brown fin tuna in the boat today on my guide trip and felt really Ooh. bad about it. A six and a half pound post spawner. Like, you did? Yeah. You didn't tell me it was six and a half. Yeah, that fish I sent you guys this morning was six and a half. It was six, four, eight. Holy it's shit. Just under 23 inches. It was a behemoth. Like what I do you think that so, was pre-spawn. Oh, it would have been over seven. So it's kind of a cool story. Real fast, we'll kind of digress here, and then we'll go back into it. Yeah, you're so, good. Um, I'm just like sitting there talking to my client, and I go, "Oh, look, there's one on 2D," and I zoom in eight times on my Lawrence unit to the bottom, so I can only see like the bottom eight feet, and right. it's like right on top of the screen. So I pick up my drop shot real fast. I'm like, "I'm gonna catch this stinker if it's a bass," because it was like yellow it was i was like this is a giant and i literally drop it down i see my line and i watched the fish literally go down a foot and my line stopped and i was like oh so i closed my bail and reeled and i hooked it and i'm like oh my god it's a giant like I, when i saw him 20 feet down i was like that's a seven pounder like i couldn't move him like oh my god i was like i can't believe that just happened like and this, my client was like oh fuck <laughs> like that's the biggest bass i've ever seen and get in the net and it's just thin as rails big shoulders and i'm like i thought it was a seven i was like this fish might be six and i put on a scale of six and a half what a guy catches yeah. all the big ones <laughs> <laughs> i like Dang. i think i made like 30 casts today and i think i put like 26 or 27 pounds in the boat for five eerie stupid yeah like i made at one point i made three casts with three different baits and caught a five eight a five six and a five four what the hell <laughs> i need to stop traveling for work so much and get the dang hobie out there yeah i'm ca- um, i'm going after the biggest bag of smallmouth on youtube that's gonna yeah, be you gotta get out going after and uh they're starting to get into their deep summer hunts now so now it's about to be really fun <laughs> yeah i can't wait like the heck next yeah. the next month and a half is going to be silly heck yeah can't wait well dude let's wrap it up here for the folks as always we appreciate you guys if you're listening on apple or spotify please leave us a rating and review that helps us out big time yep, thank folks you. we will see you guys hopefully i will see you guys on tuesday night live peace well that was an awesome show hope you guys enjoyed it if you can and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review it really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Searsanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.